0: Welcome to another edition of College Football Gridiron, WFUV's College Football Podcast. Sam Davis here with Danny Scott. First time on the year with me on the podcast. I'm looking forward to talking a lot of college football here. Before that, though, Danny, how you doing? How how you been?
1: I'm doing great after a good week of college football this week. I can't wait to get into it. I'm glad you're here. I mean, we've been friends for a little while now. So it's great to be talking college football with you, especially after a huge Notre Dame win this past week. Yeah,
0: I I think we'll have a little bit of that chemistry work. And, you know, we know each other pretty well. So, but yeah, like you said, let's jump right in. I want to start with what I think might be the biggest storyline from week four. We'll, We'll talk about a couple games from week four, and then we'll jump into week five up ahead this coming weekend, and it's Clemson-NC State. Absolutely crazy game. NC State seemingly did everything they could to kind of lose this one. They missed an easy field goal right down the middle at the end of regulation. That would have won the game. Gave Clemson a second chance, and I'm watching that game, and I'm thinking, if you're NC State, you can't give Clemson a second chance. I know Clemson hasn't been as good as they were in years past, but you can't miss that field goal and give that opportunity, but Give credit to NC state. They held on double OT. They got a big touchdown. They got a big defensive stop to win. Danny, what are your thoughts on Clemson losing this one, to NC state?
1: I mean, obviously I don't know if you uh, listened to the pod the podcast last week, but we talked about should Clemson be worried. And I was at the forefront of saying Clemson should absolutely be worried. They have not looked good on offense They're, They struggle to move the ball in general, Um, DJ Uyunglele has come out flat at the beginning of this year when he was a projected Heisman candidate this year. Um, This year, Clemson is not going to make the playoffs unless we start to see a lot of these other top teams moving. They've made the playoffs six out of seven times in the college football playoff era. This is going to be their second time missing it. Um, I was doing a little research on NC State. uh, Dave Doran, who's the head coach. This is his first win against a top 10 opponent. And his only fourth win against a top 25 ranked team. And his, I believe it's eight years as head coach at NC State.
0: Yeah, I mean, let's give credit to NC State for a minute. Like you just said, they they'd previously previously lost eight straight against Clemson, 15 of 16, they've lost to the Clemson Tigers. So the fact that they were able to win this game, I mean, give them credit, first of all, huge win for them. for them. Obviously, fans rushing on the field. You know, that's what upsets in college football are all about. There's been, there was plenty last week we're going to get into all those. In terms of Clemson, I mean, yeah, considering the, the streak that they've been on in the, in the college football playoff has been incredibly impressive, but it's a serious decline. I mean, with two losses now, I, I think it's, it's very obvious to go out and say that Clemson is, is not going to be in the college football playoff. I mean, with two losses, the ACC as a whole, I mean, Clemson really carries that conference without them. The conference really isn't much, and there's some other conferences as well. You know, we'll look at the Big Ten, maybe Ohio State starting to fall off a little bit as well, a conference that just isn't as good maybe in in years when Ohio State is leading that. Certainly that's the case with the ACC. For Clemson, I I think you look at it one way, maybe it's bad for the conference with them not being so hot, and it looks like this is going to be the year where they miss out on the playoff, but it's also good for college football to open up the opportunity for some other teams to maybe step up take that role and be able to make a playoff where in previous years, Clemson was always taking up one of those spots.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I can agree with you more. Uh, One of the themes that I've talked about a lot is chaos. I love chaos, especially in college football. We're starting to see that with the MLB playoffs approaching too. It's a great time in sports and it is a great time for college football. We're going to see some new teams get in that we haven't seen before. Um, And these blue chip schools, like you mentioned, Ohio state, they, aren't looking like they're a playoff team this year Clemson obviously is most likely not going to be a playoff team Uh, we've seen Notre Dame in years past they've looked shaky this year we'll see if they're going to be able to squeak in but uh, it's a fun season in college football and Clemson's had a good run I hope as a college football fan it's over because I'm tired of seeing them win (laughs) but uh We will see how it goes in the future for the Clemson Tigers. I
0: I think part of your Notre Dame bias might have said in there and hoping for uh, Clemson not to be back. But, I mean, I I think you speak for college football in general as well. It's nice this year to have a little bit of a shakeup in the playoff. I want to jump into another upset, I guess you could call it, although it is early, 16th-ranked Arkansas. Defeated seventh-ranked Texas A&M, 20-10 was the final score in that one. Those rankings, I mean, I call it an upset kind of with air quotes because it is is early on in the year. The rankings have been, you know, obviously hit or miss at times. Arkansas, from what we've seen so far, has been incredibly impressive. Uh, They have now two big wins against Texas, the state of Texas. They have Texas defeating them in blood fashion and then defeating Texas A&M now. And on the other side, Texas A&M, there were some thoughts of them being a, maybe a sleeper pick for the for the playoff, you, they were just outside of it last season. You thought maybe with them they they could find a way to get back, but an early hit to the resume here and an early loss to Arkansas. And I think on the other side of it for Arkansas, they can really use this as momentum to build forward into another big matchup this coming week that we're going to get into.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I was impressed with Arkansas. It was all Arkansas early. They went up seventeen to zero final score of the game, obviously being 20 to 10, but uh, Arkansas has impressed me this year. I, You always look at the SEC and you always get the usual suspects, the Alabama, the Georgia. Now you could throw Texas A&M in there, but Arkansas right now is the third best team in that conference. Mm-hmm. Um, and typically, and also add Florida in there too. Florida is another one of those blue chip schools, but Arkansas jumped out on Texas A&M early. There was that fourth down that they missed that could have put the game at 24-0. to That would have been huge for the Razorbacks. However, it didn't work out. It gave Texas A&M a and a field goal. It didn't really matter in the end. Uh, Arkansas has a gauntlet schedule. They still got um, Georgia, obviously, next week. And then the week after that, they have to go face Auburn. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: Arkansas has a very tough schedule, but they're proving it to everyone that they're a team that belongs in the SEC right now. And are a potential playoff team this year.
0: Yeah, things do not get easy ever in the SEC when it comes to a schedule. But I really I really like your points because I think in this game, I really do believe, I mean, it, it seemed very clear that the better team won this game. And that and that was Arkansas. And that saying that at the beginning of the season would have been insane to hear because not a lot of people expected anything from them. We're going to get into Arkansas, Georgia. Nobody expected that game to be a game uh, that we would even talk about or anyone would talk about. But here we are. you got to give them credit. you got to put respect on their name for the way they played against Texas A&M. It's a very solid defense, Texas A&M, through the first three games of the year. They're expected to be a very good defense. And Arkansas looks pretty good. Like you said, the score could have been even higher than it was. So for me, you got to give a lot of credit to Arkansas. Sure, they have a tough road ahead. But if they can find a way to maybe survive and we're going to get into it, I think they're looking really good in terms of the season as a whole and just making huge improvements uh, to that program, considering the fact that the expectations for them just typically aren't very high.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And they have to go into Georgia next week, and we'll get into it later. But Georgia cruised this week. They had a game against Vanderbilt. They went 63-0. to I'm almost liking Arkansas going forward as, as a team this year, they, they proven it to me time and time again. I thought they were going to lose uh, a couple weeks back. Who, who was it that they were facing? I can't, I can't remember right now, but I'm never high on Arkansas. They're turning me around. I like their chances this year.
0: Yeah, for sure. And we got one more here and I'm going to give you the floor as well to talk a little bit about some other games from week four, but one more that I want to specifically highlight Oklahoma and West Virginia, which was, you know, Saturday night football, uh, this one was, first of all, I, I do have to give credit to Spencer Rattler for, for coming back. He, he gets booed by his home fans, something that we've talked about plenty on the Nosebleeds podcast, WFVB's baseball podcast here, with New York fans booing their teams for baseball. It, it happens in football here as well. Rattler gets booed by his own fans. He marches the ball down the field and does set up a chance for Oklahoma to win the game, and of course they do. Uh, But it it certainly wasn't easy. It certainly was an ugly game. It didn't look good. But I guess good teams find a way to win games, and that's something that I think we can talk about with Notre Dame as well. You know, They haven't looked good at times, but they find a way to win games. So there's kind of two sides of the coin to look at it here for Oklahoma. They're surviving week in and week out against Tulane, Nebraska, and now West Virginia. So not very good teams. I mean, West Virginia is the best out of the group, but still not a great team. They're surviving these games, but they're still winning. And I think there's something at least to be said about that. But Oklahoma survives. They barely beat West Virginia in this one.
1: Yeah, I was uh, – West Virginia is coming off a, a win against a 15th-ranked Virginia Tech. I yeah. think they were going into this game with a lot of energy. They're feeling good. They're going to face the number four team in the country. They were high on themselves – they end up not being able to pull it out, but good on West Virginia for making it a game. And I feel the same way about Oklahoma this year as I do about Clemson this year. I'm just waiting for them to get that bad loss that's going to kick them out of the playoffs. Clemson had that loss against Georgia early. Yes, it hurt them, but it's excusable. You, you go on and they're the number two team in the country now. There's no excuse for a loss to NC State, and I'm waiting for Georgia to have that, or excuse me, Oklahoma rather, to have that same loss.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a great point. I think there's certainly a comparison that can be drawn between the conferences as well because we're, we, we, you know, I talked about the ACC a little while ago. You, did, you looked at that conference and you thought, okay, even in Clemson in a down year, they should still win this conference. Now, all of a sudden, things have changed. And I believe, you know, when you have a team as dominant as like Oklahoma, let's say, or, or Clemson in the ACC, Ohio State in the Big Ten, whatever it may be as of recent years, You have every other team really wanting to come out every single week, circling that game on their calendar and really wanting to go out and win. I mean, everybody wants to win each week, but there was certainly a little bit more fire for West Virginia in this one. They were almost able to pull off the upset. NC State did pull off the upset. And I think you're totally right. There's going to be a team down the road in the Big 12 that will be able to bring that intensity and will be able to execute and pull off that upset against Oklahoma because now it just seems like almost a ticking time bomb here before you know they get that first loss and maybe that loss is so devastating that it pushes them even further back in the rankings
1: absolutely and you can look at a a handful of teams you know you're going to get the best of the opponent every single time you play them Oklahoma is one of those teams everyone is going to bring a fire down to Oklahoma and eventually I think they're going to get caught and get or slip and get caught this year and it's again, chaos is fun. I'm rooting for chaos this year because I don't think my team's going to end up pulling it out. We'll talk about that in a second, but uh, Oklahoma team to watch out for upset in the coming weeks.
0: Yeah, for sure. And you just mentioned your team. So I'm going to throw right back at you. What are some other games that you look for from week four looking back on it now, and specifically that Notre Dame, Wisconsin game?
1: Yeah. So obviously uh, with Notre Dame, Wisconsin, it was a fantastic week for me. Um, everyone was in on Wisconsin last week with Chris and Ryan, they both picked Wisconsin to win. I was the only one that picked Notre Dame. So I'm very thrilled with myself. Um, Notre Dame came out, they looked a little flat, but so did Wisconsin. Graham Mertz should not have won the starting job over Jack Cohn. Graham (laughs) Mertz cannot play in big games. He, I believe he's now 0 6 against ranked teams in his career. Jack Cone did get hurt. Drew Payne steps in, gets the job done. Notre Dame ends up winning big 41-13. Brian Kelly becomes the all-time winningest Notre Dame coach. Um, This is a team that I was very out on a couple weeks ago. And after going and taking it to Wisconsin, I'm starting to get back in on them.
0: Yeah, you mentioned Jack Cone. It looks like he's going to be good to go for that Cincinnati game. So that's huge for Notre Dame as well. But got to give credit to Notre Dame as a whole. Really, really, I think they really had to prove something in that game. You know, like like we kind of talked about, they had a couple games that were way too close for comfort. So I'm looking at that Toledo game especially. Way too close for comfort. They needed to, I think, prove something. And in college football, it's not just about proving to themselves. It's about proving to a committee. You know, it's about proving to people who vote for you for the standing. So it's incredibly important. They came out and were able to win. You know, it was close, but they were able to pull away late. And get that W. I want to jump right into next week now, and it's going to be a great slate. I'm I'm super excited for some of these games in week five. And let's start with Cincinnati and Notre Dame. So we're not going to hide it. We're both Notre Dame fans here. You already mentioned it. I am as well. So, I I mean, I'm incredibly excited for this matchup. I don't know about you. Saturday afternoon, 2.30. I know both of us are going to be eyes glued to the television watching this one. What are you looking forward to most here in Cincinnati versus Notre Dame?
1: Well, obviously, it's just another chance for Notre Dame to prove themselves. I think we have a chance for Notre Dame to really make a statement. And a lot of people were out on Notre Dame. And Cincinnati is a very, very good football team. If Notre Dame can go in, take care of business, this is a team that might crack the top five after taking down number seven in the country. They drop down the rankings every single week, despite winning every single week. This week, they finally take down a rank opponent, move back up. Notre Dame always plays good against ranked opponents. And you can talk about the playoffs all you want. That's a little bit of a different story, but in the regular season, Notre Dame is going to come out and perform. And I expect this at the very least to be a very, very good game.
0: Yeah, it should be incredibly competitive Cincinnati, you know, to talk about them first, before I get into Notre Dame, Cincinnati is going to be fighting for their lives. I mean, they finally have a chance on a big stage to prove and, and that, 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 symbol of their schedule really to go out and say this is our game this is our season essentially because if you go out and lose this one a team like Cincinnati obviously in the American Conference one loss on your schedule really I don't think is going to help you especially with a normal you know four-team playoff this season maybe an expanded playoff things are a little bit different but with the way way things are this year this is a massive game for Cincinnati it's their best game on the schedule all season they really need to go out if they're them and prove to the committee that we can hang around in these big games and beat these big teams. So it's a huge game for them, but on Notre Dame's side, it's also all big for them as well because I'm looking at Notre Dame's schedule the rest of the way. And originally I was thinking, okay, I think I talked to you about this too. This schedule looks incredibly difficult for the next four or five weeks from the Wisconsin game and then down. So we had Wisconsin now Cincinnati, but Virginia tech has fallen out of the top 25. North Carolina has fallen out of the top 25. Two teams coming up on Notre Dame's schedule that all of a sudden don't look so good to the committee and don't look so good to college football. So that makes this game against a good Cincinnati team, like you mentioned, a team with playoff hopes, incredibly more important for Notre Dame. I really think it is probably their biggest game of the season as well. So that makes this matchup, I think, incredibly exciting for both sides of it because it's almost do or die, I feel like, for both teams.
1: Absolutely. I agree with you and you can add in USC to that team that we thought were going to be good. Very but true. Just not good. Um, yeah, absolutely. This is do or die for both teams. I think a lot of people in the past few seasons with Notre Dame making the playoffs have been calling for a change in the system because the independent school, they need to have a, the, the conference favors or the playoff committee favors conference champions. So Notre Dame not being in a conference, it hurts their chances, even if they go in with one loss. Like last year, for example, they participated in the ACC. Their only loss of the season was in the ACC championship, so they're able to sneak in. Yep. I'm not sure this year that going back to being an independent, that they have that same luxury. I think it's do or die for both teams. The winner of this, I think they're going to have a very good chance to win out for the rest of their schedule And I like whichever team comes out of this game to make the playoffs.
0: So before we transition here, being Notre Dame fans, I want to kind of pick your brain for a second. And you said a couple things while you're speaking, a couple times that I took note of and I kind of want to ask you about. So the first thing is, you mentioned the conferences. So Notre Dame and the ACC, I don't know about you, but I really did like it. Uh, I don't know how you – I want to ask you, this is the first thing, how do you feel about Notre Dame being an independent – And you kind of just mentioned it. I feel like it does affect, you know, their playoff standing. It puts a ton of pressure on the regular season. Meanwhile, every other team or virtually every other team in college football has the chance and the leeway to maybe lose a game, get to that conference championship, improve something. Notre Dame doesn't have that luxury. I just want to get your thoughts on that.
1: Absolutely. As a fan, I want them to join a conference. I would love for them. I don't know if the SEC or the ACC is the best conference for them to join. Obviously, the SEC is way too packed, and they're a little, they're a little ways away from uh, the South, so I don't know if that's a great option for them either. Um, I would like to see Notre Dame join a conference like the Big Ten. They're relatively in that area. I mean, Northwestern, who's from Chicago, is also in the Big Ten. A lot of big-name schools right there. The one thing about Notre Dame is when they play the independent schedule, they can play whoever they want. They can load up their, their schedule and play all these tough teams. Like what we thought they were going to have this year. They got, Mm -hmm. we thought they were going to have a little five game gauntlet where they were going to be facing top 25 opponents. And also it's a lot about money with Notre Dame. Um, They make more money being an independent than they do not. So as a fan, I would love to see them join a conference, but I understand there are reasons why they are not in a conference.
0: Money is key. Money runs everything, as you said. So that's a great point for sure. Okay. I want to jump in to a couple other games we have in week five. Like I said, there's a lot of good ones. It's not just Cincinnati, Notre Dame, and it starts at noon. It starts at the top of, of right after college game day, it starts with Arkansas and Georgia. We mentioned Arkansas. We talked about them. Georgia obviously ranked number two in the nation. Arkansas Starting their gauntlet in the season, you could say, of course, with Texas A&M last week. Georgia, they have Auburn up ahead. I believe they they play Alabama later in the year as well. So obviously, that's you know. So what are your thoughts, and and what are your expectations realistically for this game, both especially from Arkansas's standpoint going into this one?
1: Realistically, I think Georgia's going to steamroll them. Realistically. Really. What I want to happen is I want Arkansas to go in and take care of business. They're coming off a high after beating number seven, Texas A&M. They got more tough games. I think if they win this one, they're going to lose one of the next uh, two between Ole Miss and Auburn. Ole Miss,
0: that's it. Yeah, that's the other team. I I think
1: they're going to get tired. You can't play this much of a gauntlet and not get tired. You're facing the best of the best in the SEC, which is the best conference in college football. They're a good team. I just don't know if they have the capability to keep everything rolling, especially this being the first year that they've actually gone out and done something.
0: Yeah, there's something to be said uh, about that as well. The one thing, and my counter to this is, you know, they play an SEC schedule every single year. It's different when you're playing high-intensity games like this, being ranked as they are, but they're in the SEC. You know, this is part of the conference. This is part of it can be a blessing and a curse because if you find a way to win these big games, like they did against Texas A&M, like they can do going forward, then you put yourself right in the playoff conversation and there's no reason to argue that they don't belong if the record is there. However, with all that being said, I agree with you. I I don't think they'll get steamrolled, but I I do think Georgia is just too talented. They're just too good of a team. Uh, Arkansas is still kind of a step away for me. In terms of, you know, looking at the teams in the SEC of Alabama and Georgia, and then you have a little bit of a gap, and then you have teams like Arkansas and Florida, like, like we mentioned. But Arkansas is, is closing that gap, and I think they showed a lot in that game against Texas A&M. They, there is a good chance, I, I, I believe, that they can keep this at least close. They can maybe keep this within a couple possessions. That's, that would be incredible. That would be really fun to watch. That's what I think fans are hoping for in general. But like you said, I kind of fear for Arkansas a little bit because of how difficult their schedule gets. I mean, Auburn, I think, is a winnable game for sure for Arkansas. But then you have Ole Miss. We're going to get into Ole Miss and Alabama, excuse me, momentarily. So that's a game that I think coming off this one could present some issues for Arkansas as well. So that's something to think about. And then you have Alabama later in the year, which, I mean, what can you expect against Alabama? We'll talk about that in a second. But for Arkansas, I just want to see them come out lively. I think that's big, to come out with energy. And I know it's a big game, so they definitely should. But coming off a big win, you don't want to be sleeping at all. You want to jump right in, especially against a really good team in Georgia. If you do that, you're going to get steamrolled. So I think Arkansas needs to come out and play an intense, consistent game. And if they do that, I really do think they have the potential to keep it close.
1: Absolutely. I I completely agree with you. And I think the big key for Arkansas this week is going to be the run game. Um, They have been running the ball very effectively all year long. Uh, They're averaging 5.6 yards a carry right now. So this is a good team to run the ball. It just depends on Georgia's defense. If Georgia's defense can stop the run, it's going to be a, a very, very good game. I believe we'll see if that happens. I like Georgia in this game, but I think Arkansas has the capability of keeping it close.
0: Yeah, so we'll, we'll definitely see. In Arkansas, you know, we talked about their schedule and what's up ahead for them. Georgia on the other side has a much easier route for the rest of the year. They have Auburn and Florida. Those are the big games for them. I mean, you kind of throw away Auburn. Maybe you put them in there, but I think Georgia wins that one easily. And then you look at Florida. That's going to be a huge game, a rivalry game, a showdown. Georgia's going to want to beat. Florida, that way going into the SEC championship, they're undefeated, which puts a lot of takes a lot of pressure off of that game against inevitably Alabama in that context in terms of making the playoff. But that's, you know, maybe looking a little too far ahead. But in terms of Georgia, their schedule, a little bit more friendly to them being the SEC East versus Arkansas, having to kind of go through that gauntlet. But we'll see if they're up for the task. We'll certainly see that's going to be one of the most exciting games, I think, of the week. It has the potential to be for sure. One more game sticking in the SEC, Ole Miss and Alabama. This one, Matt Corral has a perfect stage, I believe, to kind of showcase his, his Heisman candidacy. Facing off with Alabama, 330, you know, the, the big-time big time game, of course, against the number one team in the country. So, Danny, what do you expect? There's been, you know, a lot of chatter. Lane Kiffin kind of throwing out some things about Alabama, maybe some billboard potential there. You know, you have certainly, there's, there's a lot to go into this one. So I want, I want you to kind of break it down. What do you expect kind of from Ole Miss contending in this one versus Alabama?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, Alabama is the best team in the country. I would love to see Ole Miss and Matt Corral come in and put a staple on his Heisman resume. If he is able to go in and take down Alabama, he's a Heisman. I mean, it's, it's almost as simple as that. Yeah. If, if you can beat that Alabama defense that is so good year in and year out, you deserve the Heisman. Lane Kiffin is a very interesting story. I think he's going to be very fired up for this game, obviously, leaving Alabama and going to Ole Miss with his high-powered offense. So we'll see how it works out. Obviously, Alabama, I think, is the better football team, but we'll see how it goes. So
0: there's two stats. I pulled up from this one and they're kind of competing here. So it's interesting. Sabin, Nick Sabin, of course, 23-0 versus former assistants. And that's what Lane Kiffin is being a part of the staff. So that's 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 daunting to say the least. Uh, I'm sure Lane Kiffin, he might not know the exact number, but I'm sure he knows that deep down and knows that okay, you know, obviously he knows the 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 credit of Nick Sabin in Alabama. But then on the other side, Ole Miss is one of two. Teams to beat Alabama at home since 2015. So the last you know six seasons, Ole miss one of those two teams to win and upset Alabama. So I guess they've done it before, which is which is one side to look at it. But at the same time, Alabama at home, I mean, how do you go against that? And I want to just you know throw it to you briefly here because for me, I think you know it's it's certainly a great opportunity for Corral. It's certainly a great opportunity for Ole Miss in general to kind of prove how much they're worth. You know, this is their SEC opener. They have, this is their first game in the SEC and that's an incredibly difficult way to start it out. But, you know, kind of like we talked about with Arkansas proving themselves Ole Miss can do the same here. Ole Miss can really come out and just play competitively. That's what Florida did. And and that's what I kind of look to this season of kind of how to beat Alabama, which is tough if you're another team, because, Florida played basically a perfect game. They did just about everything right other than that, you know, failed two-point conversion, which essentially cost them the game. It shows that you have to play essentially perfect against Alabama, especially at home because Florida played at home. You know, Alabama was on the road, and they still made that one mistake, and they lost. On the other side of things, Alabama's at home. So uh, if you're Ole Miss, you essentially have to play a perfect game. Corral is going to have to have an unbelievable game, like you said, if he carries his team, even keeping it close, I think kind of shows, okay, he is clearing away, you know, he is the favorite. If he can ha- go out and have a great game. So a lot has to go right for Ole Miss. And, and I think, you know, we're we're both in unison and thinking that this is Alabama, then this is their game. And, and I don't, I would be absolutely shocked if they lose at home to Ole Miss here.
1: Yeah, I agree. The one thing that I hadn't thought of that, when you were talking, it made me think of something. There is a recipe to beat Alabama, though, year. Dan Mullen in Florida proved there is a recipe. It that can is be done. The good thing that Ole Miss has going for them that Ohio or that uh, Florida didn't is Ole Miss has a potential Heisman. There, there is a legit chance here for Ole Miss to prove something to everyone, and maybe we see a little bit of a passing of the of the torch if. Arkansas can take care of Georgia and Ole Miss can take care of Alabama it would be astronomical there is a recipe to beat Alabama but I do think that Nick Saban has probably realized that because he's way smarter than uh, both you and I are Um, so I'm sure he has come up with a game plan to stop that counter
0: so before we get out of here I want to get your picks and we kind of already alluded to them but let's start Arkansas Georgia who you got in in that one and why
1: I want to take Arkansas so bad. I really, I really really do. I'm going to take Georgia. I think they're a better football team. I think Arkansas is going to keep it a close game. Um, they have a lot of high, high coming off of a big win against a number seven Texas A&M, but I think Georgia ends up winning.
0: Do you know the spread in this one? Do you know what the spread is?
1: Give me one second. I yeah, say. because
0: I think the reason I ask is because, like you said, I'm also very tempted to pick Arkansas. I won't, you know, Georgia's going to win this game, but if the spread is what it is, I'm, I'm not sure what it is.
1: 18 and a half oh. uh, favorites for Georgia.
0: Yeah. I think Arkansas has a very good chance of covering that. I really do. I, I think they can keep this close and I'm, I'm, I'm surprised it's that much. I know it's Georgia. You know, I know it's the number two team in the country and they've proved themselves, but Arkansas proved themselves this year as well. They just coming off that Texas AM and game. The only chance, that this doesn't happen is, is if Arkansas comes out, you know, maybe dead, maybe sloppy, you know, especially after playing a big game last week and more big games ahead. But I doubt they do that because this is a huge game for them to kind of continue to prove themselves. So I think Arkansas has a good chance to keep this close for sure. And I want to jump in next Cincinnati, Notre Dame. I think we both know who we're going to pick here. There's no secret, but just give me why you think Notre Dame is going to win this one.
1: (laughs) Yeah, um, I think Notre Dame is going to win this one because it's a must win. They have to win it if they want to make the playoffs. Uh, Marcus Freeman, who's Notre Dame's defensive coordinator, it's his first year at Notre Dame. He's leaving Cincinnati. He knows that system very well. He's going to be able to help out on both sides of the ball, being able to come up with the game plan to beat Notre Dame. It's kind of his revenge game. Like last week, I talked about the Jack Cone revenge game. I think this is the Marcus Freeman revenge game for the Irish.
0: I got the Irish too. I think Cincinnati is going to play their hearts out considering this is their season, uh, but it kind of is the season for Notre Dame as well. I mentioned it earlier. So I think Notre Dame is going to come out, do what they have to do. They're at home. That'll help. And I think they'll find a way to win this one. It, it, I w- another game, I wouldn't be surprised if it's close. I was kind of surprised Notre Dame, you know, extended their lead against Wisconsin and really put some breathing room there because of how many close games they played this year. So I think that could happen again. But I, I got to go with the Irish here, I, of course. I got to take Notre Dame. And then one more, another game where I think, you know, there's, there's no secret. Crazy things can happen, but we're not going to bank on those crazy, thing ha- crazy things happening. Ole Miss and Alabama,
1: who do you have? I mean, if, if you take anyone besides Alabama, you're, you're insane. You got to take yeah. Alabama. I hope Ole Miss keeps it close, and I hope Ole Miss beats them. Um, but I'm taking Alabama. They're the obvious pick. I'll check the spread while uh, you talk about why you're picking Alabama this week as well.
0: Yeah, it's funny because with Alabama, I, I feel like they remind me a little bit of, of Tom Brady on the Patriots back in the day. When everyone roots against them, uh, because they win a lot, you know, they win all the time. So, So that is a reason enough for people to root against them, even casually. Like, I don't hate Alabama. But in this game, I very well will be rooting for Ole Miss just to see, like you said, that chaos. So I think that's who I'm going to be rooting for, but who's actually going to win the game? I mean, we know it's it's going to be Alabama. Nick Saban will find a way, you know, like you said, they maybe Florida proved a little bit of a weakness for Alabama. Maybe they proved a way to beat them, but Alabama is going to continue. Uh, I think Nick Saban will get back in the lab and find a way to, to, to sure up any of those deficiencies there, whatever they may be. And I think Alabama will find a way to win this one pretty easily.
1: Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And the spread on this one's 14 and a half. Um, oh,
0: I'll you, I think Alabama wins by more than that. I really I,
1: do. I agree. And I'm a little surprised it's not higher after mm. uh, Georgia's 18 and a half point favorites over Arkansas. who And Arkansas, I think, is clearly a better team than Ole Miss this year. So, yeah, I like uh, I like Alabama a lot. I think they're going to win. There is potential for a, for a minor upset here, but uh, I think it's going to be a lot of Alabama and roll tide.
0: A minor upset would be keeping this game close within two touchdowns, I think. And I don't think that even happened. So I have Alabama as well, but I think that's going to do it a great week ahead in college football. I know Danny and I are going to be sitting on our couches, watching it all from 12 o'clock to 3 30, all the way through the night, we're going to be watching some great games. So That's going to do it for this episode of College Football Gridiron, WFUV's college football podcast. For Sam Davis with Danny Scott, enjoy some incredible college football here in week five.